Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive toolbox providing resources for building a better life. I am Zena Shea, your catalyst, coach, and conduit to that better life. A catalyst, a coach, draws out hidden potential within a subject. A conduit provides a connection. The amazing thing about human beings is we become our four foot, five foot, six foot selves from a microscopic seed and egg. Just as we have massive potential to grow physically, the same is true mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. But we don't always grow completely mentally, emotionally, and spiritually without some help, without tools, without teachers. That's what helps us to grow. Um, some of us have reservoirs that we have not tapped into because, again, sometimes it takes stress to get us to tap into those reservoirs. <laughs> sometimes that's when we become who we're supposed to be when we go through stress. Um, and we are in stress right now. But stress can be a positive, it can lead to growth, or stress can be a negative. So this show is about, in the middle of stress, giving you some different food for thought, some different interviews, some different insights that you can use to kind of challenge yourself, to think about things differently, and to just grow. So Azure is Energy Catalyst. That's my job. That's my goal that's my mission to connect you with all kind of tools it might be a meme on facebook it might be a video i show you it's definitely going to be interviews uh, merchandise you know i have articles out i have books out um so if you look over there on the wall which you'll be able to see from the video my link tree is over there i'm going to talk a little bit about my merch in a little while so you can go to the website and you can buy merchandise because we need triggers we need to look at things that remind us of who we are. We need to surround ourselves with an environment that is affirming of who we are because the environment that many of us um, naturally are in is not affirming. It tells us negative messages about ourselves. And so we actually have to seek out positive messages about ourselves. You may need to cut off some groups that you're in on Facebook because all they do is talk about drama and mess. Yes. And you might need to seek out some more positive groups that are putting out positive messages. So what you're exposing yourself to is critical, especially in times of stress. We need to care for ourselves. We need to um, invest in our mental and emotional health because if you don't have that, you don't have anything. And your immune system is directly impacted by your mental and emotional health. This life, like Prince used to say, we are here. We are gathered together to get through this thing called life. You know, oh, yeah. an electric word life that means forever. And that's a mighty long time. So, you know, shouting out to our ancestor Prince who gave us such beautiful music. You know, he gave us that wisdom too, that we are here to get through this thing called life together and that it's all about community it's all about us sharing our resources our wisdom our insight all these different things so once again you can submit your questions your comments you know as the live is going you know you can be chatting you know we won't be able to see it until afterwards but we definitely want you to again interact and and get the most out of our conversation so um we are students 
and we are teachers. We are those athletes in training, you know, so we are here to grow. We are here to develop. And so that's what we want to do. And that is Zenergy. So let's begin. Let's begin. So um, I already told you that Baba Fana is my teammate for today, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background on how we met. I am a poet, in case you didn't know. Um, I was writing. I've been writing since elementary, probably. Uh, But I started performing about three years ago, and I went to an open mic at Capone's, and they had some wonderful musicians there. Um, I was one of maybe three poets that came to the open mic, And um, after the open mic, I had another show. So I was just going there just to really socialize. I mean, uh, the art community is a beautiful community, and I always like to drop into new places and meet new people. And so when I was there, I was inviting some of the artists to come to my show afterwards. And Baba Fana took me up on that offer, and he (laughs) took um, a saxophonist who was playing with him, they came over, and the saxophonist was the very first person on our roster. We just slid him in because he had already performed a whole show. And Baba Fana stayed there for the whole show, just amazed me, you know, stayed there, played drums on the on the stage for us, the whole show behind all the artists. And it was just a, a great um, electric experience. And uh, he had given me his number, you know, because we were just trying to make sure we didn't get lost in, in going from one venue to the other. And then he started to invite me to what he called Conversations in African Culture and History. And it was at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Now, I don't know about the people out in the audience, but I was raised Catholic and then became a non-denominational Christian. And I was kind of taught to look at everything with the word shrine in it as kind of out there or not Christian or all of those kind of things. And even though I moved away from the church, I still had some of those stigmas or prejudices or boundaries. And so it took me probably about four or five invitations Mm -hmm. before I actually showed up. And then when I did show up, I was so mad at myself actually (laughs) because I came into the building, the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and uh, there was such beautiful artwork. There was such a beautiful spirit there. Uh, I told my son the other day, when I would go to the Christian church, it felt like a building (laughs) until people came in there and they started to pray and they started to worship. And then the energy began to fill the room. But when I walked into the shrine, there was really three people in the front room and the energy was out in the, it was already, when you first opened the door, when you first even got into the parking lot, you could feel almost like a sacredness to the space. And it was just a very, I I came in and I did not feel like it was my first time. I felt like I was coming home and I had never experienced that. I've been to lots of churches in my life and they always say, Oh, we want you to be family. We want you to feel like you're at home. I never felt that until maybe I got to know some people. But I literally felt like I was walking into a room of people that I had somehow met before or I somehow knew from somewhere. It was just a feeling of familiarity. It was a feeling of of, of warmth. It was just it was just the energy in the room was just amazing. And then he began to talk about how Western culture had taken us away from our roots and that it had caused us to be kind of in conflict with ourselves. 
and that we didn't have peace because we really weren't supposed to be brought up and we weren't really supposed to live the way we were living. And one of the examples that I remember was he was talking about time. <laughs> How, you know, when you're at going to work and you show up one minute late, your boss might be like, ah! But in, in Ghana, he said, you know, if you showed up a few minutes late, your boss would be like, well, why did you show up late? And, and you might say, well, on the road, I met um, Maestro. I'm just the first name that came to my mind. And Maestro told me about his wife and his kids and what was going on with them. And, and your boss might say, well, how are they doing? That's Is right. everybody good? Is that... And that just blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> so they really do care and everything's not about this rat race. And he even mentioned that whole concept of the rat race. And and so we went through this whole class on all the things that we're taught to believe and we're taught to feel and we're taught to think about and how that's not the way we would have been raised mm -hmm. if we were raised in a traditional African village. And so I'm gonna let him talk because he is my teacher. <laughs> And, and let him share whatever he wants to share with you guys. But I just wanted you to realize, and, and today, uh -oh. It'll get fixed. Today is about the African village, but it's also about the idea of alternatives. Sometimes we are taught that there's only one way. And that way is the Western way. That way is the Christian way. That way is our parents' way. But sometimes for some of us, that just doesn't work. And we try, you know, I'm 49 years old. I'm about to be 50 next month. I've tried to fit into the Western way and, in a sense, the Christian way my whole life. And after about 45 years of my life, I gave up on it. I said there has to be a better way. And, you know, they say when the student is ready, the, the teacher, teacher appears. Appear. On that and note. teacher appeared appear. and began to, to teach me a better way. And, and I've had many teachers since then, but I wanted to let him talk about that better way, about that, that Afrocentric uh, village mentality that gives us more peace and gives us more harmony with ourselves and with our people. So let's, uh, let's start from the beginning. And the first thing we have to come to understand, and this is going to be hard for a lot of people to get close to, but I'm going to share it, then I'm going to try to break it down a little further. One of the things we have to come to understand is that everything that we see in the world began with black people. And that's, that's a hard concept for a lot of us to understand. But I just want to break it down like this. When we talk about agriculture, astronomy, mathematics, chemistry, physiology, but botany, uh, music, dance, poetry, sculpture, everything starts in Africa, and it all starts in Central Africa. And it, it was progressed to the level of excellence. And just symbolic of that excellence, because we're not going to get into depth about that, but symbolic of that excellence is the, the pyramids which are over 10,000 years old, which the paint is still fine inside. And so that is, a, that is symbolic of the kind of level of understanding that African people had evolved to. And when we talk about levels of understanding, I want us to always think in terms of science and spirituality. 
Science is how things happen. Spirituality is what directs it. In all societies, people have to come to a philosophical and ethical agreement on what would be accepted and what would not be accepted. And so this is where we run into the, the conflict in living in Western culture, living in culture is a nice way of calling Western cult, <laughs> Western toxic society. Western toxic society was built on evil. And, and we, don't, we don't really have to debate this. We all know that when 1776, when the country of America was created, they had committed genocide on the Native Americans who lived here. We know that. Okay, so we don't have to debate that. Everybody knows that of the 156 treaties that the United States government came into a treaty agreement with the Native Americans, they broke every 156 of them. So we all know that. So we're not going to get into that. So the country is built on genocide, which means it was built on the blood of other people. Also, the country was built on the concept of African people, black people, being three-fifths of a human being. A total distortion from the way the Creator put us on the planet. So that's the foundation that the United States of America, the vortex of evil, comes from. And so if we understand that's the foundation, when we look at that foundation, we also find out that that foundation was based on white males being the only ones able to participate in the political system. So women weren't included. Other people weren't included. If you weren't a white male landowner, you couldn't participate in the political system of what was called the United States of America. So when you look at that as the foundation of this country, you see how it was formulated on evil and it's been about evil ever since. But we're not going to get into that. You can testify to yourself about the evil of America. Let's get into the op the alternative, the choice that has been kept hidden from us, which we are now taking from the dark and bringing to the light. When we talk about African culture, we talk about the reality, the facts, not the opinion, the facts that African people, when we were living along the Nile, created great civilizations that the all civilizations come from after that. When we were living on the Nile, we ate well. We ate all the all the wonderful things that we like now. We ate the watermelon and the lemon, the limes, the mangoes, the bananas, the coconuts. We ate well. We dressed well. <laughs> I see Zen over there. She would have loved it because we dressed well. We we were always dressed in our beautiful African attire. And we created that African attire ourselves. So we dressed well. We ate well. We looked good. We used gold, diamonds, just as jewelry, play toys. That was all part of us. So what I want you to understand is that before there was ever introduction of white people to black people, before white people ever came into black people's realm, we were doing fine. We were living well, eating well, traveling well. We had traveled around the world. We created boats. We had went to China and took our culture, our science, and our spirituality to China. And everything that is now looked at as Chinese philosophy has its foundation in African people. We're, we're talking about meditation. We're talking about yoga. We're talking about Tai Chi. We're talking about philosophy. We're talking about architecture, astronomy, all those things. We took our gifts and we shared them. And so you will see evidence of that in Asia. We took our gifts and we shared them with North and South America 2,000 years before Columbus came. We shared our gifts of spirituality and science. So you will find in North America and in South America, you will find pyramids. 
The medicine man was created by African people and given to the Native Americans as a methodology of using herbs and, and spices and plants from the planet to heal people. We gave all that away because we have a concept of sharing. We Anything that's good, we take with us and we share. So we had traveled around the world. We always took our music. We always took our poetry. We always took our science and understanding of the world, of our religion. We took our women. Let me, let's be clear with that. When we traveled in boats, we never traveled all males. Okay, that's insane. We always took our women with us because we were, because we have common sense. Okay, now, <laughs> moving right along. So we took all of our gifts of civilization and we passed it around the world. And you can see evidence of that. This is not opinion. This is facts. Let's leave all the opinion aside. These are facts. These are things that you can go Google. These are things that you can find. You can find the Olmec heads in Mexico. You can find the pyramids in the Aztecs. We gave that information and knowledge to, to people around the world. You can find evidence of everything we're talking about throughout the world. And there's a very beautiful brother who documented that. His name was Dr. Ivan Van Sertima. And you can read any of his books that came before Columbus, which will tell you about all the gifts we brought to North and South America. You can read the, the books that he wrote on the African influence in Asia, and you can find out how we brought martial arts and all those good things to everybody on, on that side of the planet. So understanding that, if you have that as your foundation, we have to say, okay, let's look at today. What is, what is, how do we function today in such an abnormal kind of way? Because we have lost track of who we are and now we're getting it back. And so what we're talking about is we are bringing the renaissance, the rebirth of the African culture back to ourselves and to our people. And when we talk about the African culture, it's based on this first fundamental thing. African culture is based on a correct relationship with the creator of the universe, a correct relationship with nature, which we are a part of, and a correct relationship with community, which is people. So it's about creating a correct relationship with the creator, with nature, and with people. In that relationship, each one of us has a purpose. And our purpose is always the same. Our purpose of being on the planet as humans is to bring beauty, harmony, and communion to the planet. That's our purpose. Now, the gifts and talents and abilities that we have allows us to do all the things that are connected to that. But that's our fundamental purpose, to bring beauty, harmony, and communion to the planet. So what we see is if our fundamental purpose is to bring beauty, harmony, and communion to the planet, and we're supposed to have a correct relationship with the creator, with nature, and with community, then that puts us in direct opposite of Western culture. Direct opposite. Because Western culture is about manipulation, exploitation, possession, control, all kind of toxic things. And so to wrap that up quickly, because we don't, I can talk all day, but to wrap that up quickly, understand it like this. Western culture is founded upon evil. Evil deeds, evil acts, evil works. Don't go to evil looking for good. As my fellow ministerial people would say, never go to the devil for what God can give you. Don't think that there's in, there is nothing, and I want to be clear about this, there is nothing that Western culture can give you that is good. Everything that is good is already inside of you, and it's about bringing that back and letting that be the dominant force in our lives. There is nothing in Western culture of value. Nothing. 
Everything that is of value has its origin in African culture and can be expanded and manifested through the use of African culture, through the use of principles, values, ethics that connect us as a, in a correct relationship with each other, a correct relationship with nature, a correct relationship with the creator. So on that note, that's, 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 that's the short version of what we're really all about. And the, what I'm talking about today is taking place across the planet. It's taking place everywhere where people are saying, this is acceptable, this is unacceptable. And basically what they're saying is we're, go we're going back. Before the introduction of the European to the world, every culture in the world was a matriarchal culture. It was based on matriarchal means mom, mother, ma. <laughs> like we say, ma was the basis of our society. And we all know if mother's not, if ma's happy, everybody's happy. If mother's not happy, nobody's unhappy. But all the cultures that were in the world were matriarchal. And then came along this other culture that was patriarchal, which was absolutely insane because everything has to start with the mother it has to start with female energy. The, and I'm just going to give this quick, quickly. Understand that when the creator of the universe, of the entire universe, decided to put life on this planet called Earth, it was put there through the black woman, through the African female. That's the creator's choice to bring life to this planet. So when you see a black woman, I don't care what she's doing or what she's about, that is irrelevant. When you see a black woman, you have to recognize what you're looking at. And what you're looking at is a spectacular creation that was put on this planet to bring life to this planet. So that's the first step. That's the respect you have to have before she opens her mouth and, and before we even get there. Understand that. And then next, understand that when the African woman was put on this planet, she had a mate and that was the black male. And so you have to look at the black male and understand the black male is a spectacular example of human humanity. And that's what you have to look at first before you get into all that other kind of stuff. That's the respect you have to bring to the table from Jump Street. Well, I wanted to say And then say I'll something. stop because I know I can talk all day. Go ahead, Zen. Um, you know, when um, I came to your class the first time, what I had to do was kind of... Um, I had to understand, I had to translate, let me put it like that, some of what you were saying. Because sometimes we want to think in terms of people. Come on. But we have to think in terms of mindsets and energy. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the way that I was raised, and you're talking about Western culture, Western culture, the way that I took what you were saying was a mindset Absolutely. in terms of Okay, I'm going into business as this person with the Western mindset. So my goal is to get everything I can get from this customer without really giving him the full benefit of my services. I want to give as little as I can and get as much as I can back. Right. And that, that, and that concept, that, that's the Western way. They have all kind of language to make it sound like it's okay. Like they got this whole thing, well... You know, it's not personal, it's just business. No, mm -hmm. you're stealing. You're, you're mistreating, you're exploiting. You know, let's say what it is. There's right, a whole right. language that Western culture creates to make you think it's not doing what it's doing. But let's break that down. Stop stop giving into that nonsense and let's talk about what it is. 
Life is based on good and evil. Was the person doing something evil? Was the person doing something good? When we can break it down to that, then we can interpret what's going on. And what you were saying about mindset is very important. Understand one of the one of the chants that we do of affirmations we do in class is that everything comes from something, nothing comes from nothing. But understand all behavior, all behavior comes from the mindset. And the mindset is the culture that that person functions. So what we're looking at is any matter, and we're talking about human beings, we have this physical matter. Any matter which is moved by energy, which is what we have, has to come through a cultural mindset, a point of view, a worldview, however you want to define it. And that point of mind, mindset, that worldview will determine, will dictate the behavior that you do. So when you, one of the things that we wanted to be clear about, and the world was clear about this, and I was pleasantly involved with understanding that, when our brother George Floyd was murdered, it was not an individual acting outside of the norm of that, or a lone wolf, or all that kind of nonsense they talked about. No, this individual was raised in a culture that said it was acceptable to kill black men. And so that's what we're talking about. We're not talking, you know, we're going to prosecute him. Yes, we're going to put him in jail and get, but the key thing that we're talking about is we have to change the culture that said that killing a black man was acceptable. And that's what we're talking about. Go ahead, Sam. And going back to that, you know, I see things now on a continuum. Um, over here is this exploitive way of being, this selfish way of being, this self-centered way of being. And on the other side is a community-based um, village-type mentality. And I know with, uh, you know, we're going to talk about black business a little bit later. There's been a move lately for black businesses to work together, to uh, have this communal yeah, we see way that. Of, of, of collecting money and keeping it in the community mm -hmm. and, and trusting each other. But the problem that there's been is that we're trying to move this way, but so many of us were raised over here where there's exploitation and there's taking advantage and there's stealing and there's scams and all of that. Um, and now we're trying to move over here to this communal way of, of living. And I think that, again, we have to get back to where we came from, where everybody had a purpose in the village, everybody was respected in the village, everybody was looked on as valuable in the village, and we all wanted everyone to succeed. All boats ride. That's right. Let me you jump know, in and say two things because I saw we, we got the signal for time. Right. Two things I want to say about that. First, Western culture looks at everything as a pizza pie. So if I give you a slice of pizza, there's less for me. The holistic approach or the African approach is everything, there's an abundance that we have enough for everybody. That there will always be enough air, water, and food for everybody on the planet. It's just how it's distributed. But this is the other thing I want to point out that's very, very important. If you are seeking peace, love, joy, and happiness in your life, you have that has to come through a portal. That has to come through through your heart chakra. That has to come through your heart. You cannot, in order to experience peace, joy, love, and happiness, your heart has to be right. If your heart's not right, you are shutting down the possibility of you experiencing peace, joy, love, and happiness. So what I'm sharing is that if you have a negative viewpoint, if you have evil, 
going on inside you. And you can have evil thoughts. Let's be clear. Every, every thought has a positive and negative side. That's not a problem. And your mind can choose between. The key thing is, once you see the positive and negative side, which one you give energy to. When you do an evil deed and an evil action, you have shut down the portal that is possible for you to receive peace, joy, love, and happiness. That's why when you talk to ministers around the world who are about about the good, they will tell you the most unhappiest people in the world are billionaires because they've shut down the portal to finding happiness. When you talk to a child who's who's locked up on that phone, let's, let's talk about that, who's locked up on that game and they're mad because they won the game, they're not experiencing peace, joy, love, and happiness because they've shut down the portal to receive it. So what I'm saying is if we think about peace, love, joy, and happiness as water, in order to have the water, it has to come through a specific thing. For you to receive water, it has to come through your mouth. If your mouth is closed, you can't receive water. As the old folks would say, you cannot get blood from a turnip. If you're not about the positive, you cannot experience peace, joy, love, and happiness. As Lauren Hill said, you have to be, how are you going to win if you ain't right with them? As Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. And all this saying is that if you want to experience, if you want to experience Peace, joy, love, and happiness. If you want to experience beauty, harmony, and communion on this planet, if you want to experience being in the correct relationship with the Creator, with nature, and with community, you have to be about the positive, holistic culture that we are sharing today. Because if you're not, you cannot experience it. And money can't buy it for you, as old folks will tell you. Money can't buy you love. Buildings can't buy you peace, joy, love, and happiness. It has to come through the portal of your heart, and you've got to get your heart right. And I can talk all day, so I'll stop. Go ahead, Zen. All right. Well, we're going to shut down this session. May you walk in Zenergy. Give the gift of lift. Lift people up. Lift people up so when they look at your, your shirt, they look at your mug, they get an inspiring message. They're lifted. Thank mm-hmm. you.